0: Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Kim Wormerskirchen with Metro Brokers, the W Real Estate Group. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. There are new, more beneficial changes from FHA and VA, and we will dive into those changes to see how they can benefit you as a home buyer. We also discuss down payment options and how you can purchase a home with little to no money down. Now is really a great time to purchase, and stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's Hottest Listings. And we'll throw out our yellow card for a quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans and Metro Brokers, the W Real Estate Group, are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. And a note that Citywide Home Loans has no affiliation with the Federal Housing Administration or the Veterans Administration. Kim, thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: How's your day going?
1: It's beautiful. It's sunny outside. It is
0: sunny outside. Yes. It's an excellent day. Been a pretty nice week. We got a little bit more snow the other day, but um, hopefully that's there's going to be less and less of that snow coming.
1: The streets do not have snow on them anymore, which is it.
0: really a key piece here in Colorado, right? Once the once the ice has officially melted from the streets, then then spring must be around the corner.
1: It has. I saw a crocus come up the other day. <laughs>
0: there you go. Nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, so today, we're so excited to have Kim on the show. Uh, Kim, talk to us a little bit. How long have you been in Colorado?
1: Since 1979.
0: 1979. You were just telling me before we started, you bought your first home in 1982? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Out here in Colorado?
1: Yes. Awesome. And Parker. Uh-huh. Very
0: cool. So you've been here for a long time.
1: Yeah, may I just say the interest rates were really, really high then?
0: I, You know, you can say that, and I think that's an interesting point, and something we'll talk a little bit more about this in a little bit here in the show. But in 1982, what was your interest rate when you bought your property?
1: Uh, it was a three two one buy-down. Okay. It started at 9, and it capped at 14.5.
0: Capped at 14.5. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, the national average for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage came in, I want to say was at 6.85. So roughly half of what your first interest rate was. And I get people get very excited that interest rates, not excited in a good way, but um, they get very emotional about where interest rates are today and everybody thinks interest rates are so high. I think it's really important to look at it from a different angle. Historically, interest rates are actually not that high. We've seen interest rates much higher and the twos and threes we're probably not going to see for a while. Again, if we do.
1: Yeah, do you think we see them again?
0: You know, I'm not going to make a black and white call on that right now, Kim. I, I think it is possible, but I think it's very unlikely I do too. would be my answer to that one. Uh, and how long have you been licensed for real estate?
1: I looked at that this morning before I came in. It will be 27 years in June.
0: Wow.
1: I started really That's young. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Very cool. And tell us a little bit about your team. You've got your own team here in, uh, in Littleton. Yes. Uh, great office over there. Tell us a little bit about your team, what you guys are doing.
1: So, it's myself and my daughter, Amber, and then we have three other associates that are with us, and we're just out there trying to continue to help people buy and sell homes.
0: And that's what you've been doing for 27 years. Yeah. And that's a lot of experience. That's that's a number of ups and downs. Mostly ups, though, in Colorado, right? In terms of value, home values?
1: Oh, home values, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Um. Because really what Colorado has seen, I don't know, probably since like the 50s or 60s, is really a pretty steady growth with the exception of the last decade, which saw a pretty steep growth. And then in the last year or so, we have seen values begin to come down a little bit and correct a little bit. Um, what do you think we're going to see coming forward in 23?
1: I think we're still going to have... Like Keeping Current Matters, still talking about we're still going to have appreciation. I don't think we're going to have depreciation in our properties. And I think if you saw some homes that have come down, I think it came down from that um, appreciation that we saw, the crazy appreciation. Yeah. Right? So I don't know if they've really – they've just – settled out to where they were before, I believe, the, yeah. uh, before COVID happened. Because
0: there was some crazy appreciation there. Yeah. Almost like out of oh. control appreciation for a couple. Of, I mean, really kind of during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. interest rates artificially low, which mm-hmm. always helps buyers, right, to be able to purchase more than they otherwise would be able to. Oh, yes. And then at the same time, a real demand for homes, and especially a real demand outside of the major cities, right, in your suburbs, mm-hmm. those types of areas.
1: Because people could move. They didn't have to live close to their work anymore because a lot of them were still working from home, so they had more options than they've ever had before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What are you seeing right now in the real estate market? Is you're out there um, you know, showing homes to your buyers and you're talking with your sellers and, and listing homes at the same time, um, what are you seeing right now?
1: Uh, still not en- enough inventory. I had a buyer come in from D.C., and she was rather surprised at how low our inventory is right now and I've had some young uh, buyers and we've had multiple offers on price range from 300 to 350.
0: So still a lot of demand for that under 400,000 range.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, and yeah. we have uh had a number of clients over the last month or so, and this is typically the slow time of year for real estate. Over the last month or so, we have had a number of clients either win or lose offers due to multiple offer situations. And so there still is demand out there. And I think to your point, a lot of that really has to do with a lack of inventory. Still. And I think now is a good time to be out looking for homes. Now, of course, it's uh, you know, early March at this point and things I believe are going to start to pick up here pretty soon. But in my opinion, what we typically see is if you can get out there and start looking at homes in December, January, February, you're sort of getting out before things get too crazy in the spring. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: So if you're thinking about purchasing a home, jump on it. Call call Kim. Call myself. Kim, what's the best phone number somebody can reach you at? 303-475-475.
1: 2605.
0: And talk to Kim about what you think you would like in your home. Where would you like to live? What part of town does it need to be near school or near your work? Those kinds of things. Tim or Kim can help you put together a really good um, a search for the homes that you're thinking, how many bedrooms you need, square footage, garage, those kinds of things. Um, and then certainly we're happy to help with pre-approvals as well. You're going to need to get pre-approved, unless you have cash. If you have cash, you don't need me. Uh, but if you don't have cash to buy a house and you are going to need to get pre-approved, uh, we're certainly happy to help out with that. At the very least, answer whatever questions that you have. I can be reached at 303-921-5747.
1: And can I say something to that? Sure. Like you helped us this weekend, and it was on a Sunday. Yeah. Afternoon. Yeah. With a buyer that I took out for the first time, and I mm-hmm. did not think she was going to write an offer, and so I didn't even ask you for uh, yep. the letter, and yet I called you on Sunday, and you had yep. it for me. So. And
0: know. she's an absolute sweetheart, and she's so excited. Yes. She's, she's so, so excited. excited. She found an awesome property. <laughs> now, granted, it came together pretty quickly, and that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, absolutely. Happy to help out on the weekends, at nights, whenever you need us. We've got a great team. We're available for you. It's very helpful. All right, Kim, let's dive in here. Let's talk a little bit about some recent changes that we've seen with FHA and VA. And then also we're going to talk about some down payment assistance programs, basically some ways if you're thinking about purchasing a home, you don't have 20% or even... You know, $10,000 or $5,000. There's actually a number of ways we can help you to purchase a home with as little as $1,000 and in some cases, no money at all. Um, and so we'll talk about some of those options today. But first, FHA recently announced some changes to their annual mortgage insurance premium. The most common FHA loan is one in which a borrower puts down a minimum of 3.5% and has an annual mortgage insurance premium up until recently of 0.85% of the loan amount. So for those that aren't familiar, mortgage insurance is um, additional insurance that you have to pay for typically on a monthly basis, whether it's a conventional loan with less than 20% down or any FHA loan. You're going to have that mortgage insurance, and that's really there to offset the additional risk that you as a borrower pose to the lender for not bringing more money to the transaction or perhaps having a riskier um, credit profile or something to that degree. So with FHA loans, we saw that mortgage insurance premium that was basically pegged at 0.85% if you were putting that minimum of 3.5% down. And that was a 0.85%. And they have just changed it to 0.55%. So what that means for buyers is, for an example, if we have a $500,000 purchase price and the borrower puts 3.5% down, their loan amount would be $482,500. Their annual mortgage insurance premium would be $4,101.25. But they don't have to pay that all at once each year. They pay it on a monthly basis, so we're going to divide that number by 12. That means that the borrower was paying monthly mortgage insurance of $341.77. That is in addition to their principal and interest, their taxes, their insurance, if they have flood insurance, if they have HOA dues. That is in addition to, and again, that's there to offset a bit of a riskier loan. So the difference there between that um, and now what the... At point five five percent annually, which comes out to a monthly payment of two hundred twenty-one dollars and fourteen cents. a big change. It's a hundred and twenty dollars and sixty-three cents difference month over month, which is a total monthly or annual savings of one thousand four hundred and forty-seven dollars. So basically, FHA came out and said, "Hey, we're going to give a little bit of a reduction to buyers out there." I don't know what you know, prompts them to do that or what their numbers have to look like in order to make those adjustments, but they've done it nevertheless. And that is to your point, Kim, a pretty big drop, a savings of $120 a month and almost $1,500 a year, um, on roughly on average for borrowers, at least in the Denver area where homes, $500,000 homes are certainly not out of the, out of the realm of possibility, you know? Oh yeah. There's What's there's the average right now? Somewhere around 600? Oh, uh, probably 600000 So that's crazy. It's crazy. But nevertheless, it is where we are. So this also is going to be a reduction which helps the buyer from a debt-to-income standpoint and for them to qualify for the loan and would ultimately allow them to increase their purchasing power. So it's not what that means in in simple terms is that if they have a lower monthly payment, they have more room within their debt ratios, which is one of the key indicators that as a lender we look at to see if a borrower can qualify for a loan. Is what is their debt look like versus their income? This is going to help that debt to income ratio and ultimately allow them to purchase, give them what we like to call more purchasing power to purchase a little bit higher um, price in home, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so definitely a huge benefit for borrowers out there. In addition, Kim, we have VA, who has also come out at roughly the same time, and they have adjusted what they call their upfront funding fee. And so that upfront funding fee was 2.3% if the borrower had never used their VA benefits before. So for all the veterans out there or active military, uh, this is a good time to, to tune in and listen you had that VA benefit or the, the upfront funding fee at 2.3%. That's been dropped down to 2.15%. If you have used your benefits before, and this is this would be a subsequent use, they're going to drop it from 36 to 3.3%. And that's a pretty big difference. It's not huge, but it's a pretty big difference. And it's important to note, too, if you are a disabled veteran out there, then you may be able to get your upfront funding fee waived completely. Um, And that is a huge benefit, which can save our disabled veterans tens of thousands of dollars in some cases. So really, really nice benefit. Uh, Both of these changes will result in less cost for the borrower over the life of the loan. The upfront fee will be added back onto the loan amount to create the new total loan amount. So what I mean by that is, if our example again is a five hundred thousand purchase price and the borrower' is not putting any money down because on a VA loan Kim, you don't have to put any money down. Oh, no. zero down on VA. the borrower would have an upfront funding fee of ten thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars if it's their first time using their benefits, which would be a total loan amount of five hundred and ten thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. If it's a subsequent use, in other words, the borrower, the veteran has used their VA benefits before to purchase a home, then that's going to be reduced and that's going to be, or excuse me, it's going to be reduced from 3.6 to 3.3%. And that would give us a total loan amount of $516,500. So... Um, Again, if you're a disabled veteran, that's not something that you would typically have to worry about. We can weave that all together, but it is a nice little benefit in terms of that total monthly payment or total monthly loan amount, total loan amount being lower.
1: So they still do earnest money, but a lot of times they get that earnest money back, right? so
0: it's a great, great question, Kim. So. Uh, What Kim's asking is, with a VA loan, do they still have earnest money? If you're not familiar with earnest money or what that term means, earnest money is when you get under contract on a property, you provide the title company with, uh, typically it's what, would you say 1% of the purchase price or so for earnest money, somewhere in that neighborhood. So if we have a $500,000 home, a typical earnest money would be like $5,000. And so what you're doing is you're going to cut a check or send a wire transfer to the title company. They're going to hold those funds kind of basically in good faith, right? Mm-hmm. You're basically saying, I, I have skin in the game. I intend to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to buy this home. The t- title company holds that earnest money. And then when you get to the closing table, that is $5,000 less that you would have to bring to closing uh, to cover a- any portion of it. So if you're doing a VA loan and you have zero down, and let's say Kim is able to get you, your, your closing costs are, say, you know, $7,000, let's say, and Kim gets you $5,000 in seller concessions, which means the sellers are contributing $5,000, then you'd be responsible for $2,000, but you've already paid $5,000 in earnest money, so you'd actually get $3,000 back at the closing table. Right. That's not an exact science or exact figure, so use my estimate as you will, but that's that's generally how it would work. So, yes, you're questioning me. In, in a lot of cases, we do have veterans that do get funds back at the closing table, uh-huh. which is nice. I mean, yes. it's great for them. Purchase a home with zero money down, no mortgage insurance, and in all likelihood, or at least it can be very likely, you would get some money back at closing, depending yeah. on how it's structured, if there's seller concessions and stuff like that.
1: True. Just or rebate great time. from the
0: lender as well.
1: I mean, use it. You have use it. it.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303 303- Nine two one five seven four seven, And if you'd like to get in touch with Kim Wormerskirchen about buying or selling your next home, she can be reached at 720 560 9772. So, Kim, I love this part of the show. This is where we get to talk about some hot listings here in Denver. And I've got a couple of good ones here. Um, and then I know you've got a great one that just came up. You guys did an open house last weekend. So I'll let you talk about yours too in a minute. Uh, first one here is with Gisette Ayala with uh, Brokers Guild Real Estate, and the address on this property is 1737 Granby Court. This is in Aurora, on the market at 475000 a single-family residence in Granby Commons. Square footage is just over 1600 It's a three-bed, two-bath home. This home has been thoughtfully updated with all-new carpet, fresh paint throughout, new fixtures, and stainless steel appliances. It's near the I-225 Highway, Anschutz Medical Campus, and is move-in ready. If you'd like some more information on this property, reach out to DeSette Ayala at 720-329-2405. And Patrick Rampy also with uh, Brokers Guild Real Estate, has a couple of great properties here. Uh, Looks like they are both uh, what he's calling quadplexes or uh, four-unit properties. Um, So great opportunity for an investor. If you aren't aware, FHA, Conventional, and VA will actually allow you to purchase a multi-unit up to four units. As long as you live in one unit, you can purchase it as your primary residence and rent out the other three units. Oh, that's awesome. for somebody who's new that wants to get into real estate investment, not a bad opportunity at all. If you're an investor out there and you're looking for a great four-unit, uh, he's got two of them. Patrick Rampy does uh, 333 North Columbine Street in Golden and 329 North Columbine Street in Golden. They're each on the market at $1.5 million. And if you would like some more information on these two properties... Give Patrick Crampy a call at 720-935-2184. Kim, tell us a little bit about that one, that new listing you have on Silo.
1: Yeah, thank you. So it's listed at 437 Silo Court. It's located in Brighton. We have it listed at 650,000. It is a single-family home. It's in Brighton East Farms. There is a lot of new build going into that area, so it's nice where you don't have to worry about waiting to get into a house. This one is just, it's vacant, so it's ready to move in. The total square feet is 3,624. We have four bedrooms and two and a half baths. And the one thing I really want to point out about this house is the lot size.
0: It's a big one.
1: It, for a new build area in today's world, Yeah. it's like it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you think about new build and you think, oh, it's not going to have much of a yard, wrong, this one does have that yard. So, yeah. yeah, call us and we'll be happy to show you.
0: A- absolutely, it sounds like a great property there. What's the what's the price on that one, Kim? Six hundred and fifty
1: thousand. Six
0: hundred and fifty thousand. That's a great property. Yes. Awesome. All right, Kim. Well, let's dive into the second half of the show here. Um, let's talk a little bit about. And I know you've worked with a number of first-time home buyers in the past. Mm-hmm. I think one of the fears is that people think that they don't have enough money to buy a home. Do you find that when you're talking with people?
1: I think it's not have enough money and. For some reason, and Amber and I were just talking about this, they are afraid to find out what their credit score is. They don't think that they, oh, no, I'll never qualify. I'm like, well, how do you know that you can't qualify until you find out? So that's the hardest thing to get people to do.
0: Absolutely. is To get over that hurdle, right? Yes. And so I, I strongly encourage if, you, if you're out there and you're listening to the show today and you have thought about purchasing a home and for whatever reason you have some apprehension about doing so or you're scared or whatever the case might be, you know, reach out to Kim, reach out to myself. We can chat with you about how to at least get the process started. In most cases your credit probably is not as bad as you think. There are ways in which we can help improve the credit scores and get you from a place where maybe you are too low on the credit, we can get those help at least to try to get those credit scores up. There are also some great credit imp- credit repair companies out there that can help assist in that as well. And and some of them do charge as well. So you want to look into that. Um, But there's options. And most people, if you can't buy today, can buy in the next like six months or so, maybe 12 months. So let's put a plan together if you are thinking about it and including credit. You might have a 400 credit score. Come talk to us. Let's see what we can do to get that credit improved and help you to hopefully buy a home in the next 6, 12, 24 months. So, credit, that's one hurdle that we see, right? Another one that we hear about in, in, from a lot of agents is that we have borrowers that would love to buy a home, but they don't have enough money. Well, how much is enough money, right? Right. In some cases, you really don't need to have any money outside of that earnest money. And so we have seen transactions like that. There's a couple of down payment assistance programs that are out there yes. that actually don't have a minimum requirement in terms of how much the borrower would need to bring. Mm-hmm. And so those uh, those programs can be really beneficial. Probably the most popular, I would say, in Colorado in terms of down payment assistance is the CHAFA program, the yes. Colorado Housing Finance Authority Great, great organization, We do a ton of work with them. They only require a thousand dollars that the borrower brings to closing a thousand dollars that's it. you know, and so most people I think can scrape together a thousand dollars to purchase a home. You do have the earnest money though, and we talked a little bit about that a few minutes ago. Keep in mind that you're gonna have to have some money for earnest for for that earnest money, but Kim, is the earnest money negotiable
1: in- yeah, sure. Right. In some cases so it can even be. if it is
0: yeah. five thousand dollars on the MLS sheet oh, you yeah. could submit your offer mm-hmm. and ask for earnest money of thousand mm-hmm. dollars right I mean theoretically they don't have to accept that but they could
1: right if they, so. and just all the all the buyer's agent has to do is explain to the listing agent what's going on mm-hmm. and why it's at that point yeah
0: absolutely yeah so there really are some great programs out there that can help a lot um, did you also know that most down payment assistance programs CHAFA included, uh, do allow for both FHA and conventional financing.
1: You just told me that the other day, and I didn't I believe know. you.
0: <laughs> so I put it into our outline for the show today. But pretty, pretty cool, right? Not, not everybody knows that, and, and that includes Metro DPA as well and the Chinoa program. Um, those are probably the three biggest ones, but they all allow for, and I shouldn't say they all, not all down payment assistance programs allow for both conventional and FHA, but more do than you probably think.
1: You know, what was more enticing to me was the interest rate. Yeah. You surprised me on that.
0: The interest rate on the down payment assistance programs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we talked about that the other day. Yeah. So um, so we're always a little bit surprised right now, given the market itself and how interest rates have been rising, how some of the down payment assistance programs have really been able to maintain market rates. In some cases, even maybe a little bit lower than market rates. Depends on the program, and they all have a few different programs. But they aren't wildly higher than where market rates are right now. Some of them. Some are. But most of them aren't. And I find that fascinating right now, which is just a huge benefit to buyers. It's a huge benefit to buyers. And so I think that's important to keep in mind as well, is that in a lot of cases, we can help get you the down payment assistance that you need, mm-hmm. and it's not going to come at a terribly high interest rate like it used to.
1: Oh, yeah. Because there used to be two interest rates, right?
0: The introductory uh-huh. and then what it was afterwards, uh-huh. basically. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, so those rates are, are pretty well in line with market rates for the most part, Um Typically, use about 4%. So, there's different types of down payment assistance, different types of programs. I won't dive too deep into them, but in, in general, what you're looking for is a program that's going to help you cover that down payment. So, on FHA, if the minimum down payment is 3.5%, we're going to probably do a program that's going to cover basically the 3.5%. If there's any left over, we can use it to cover closing costs and stuff like that. There are some programs where we can get enough to essentially cover down payment. And closing costs, which turns into in some cases sort of a zero um zero down plan, mm-hmm. but those get expensive, and those do have higher interest rates and so what we want to do is you know do you have the money six seven eight nine maybe ten thousand dollars to cover the closing costs, or can your agent help you get seller concessions to offset that? Are We're you starting that. to see some more seller concessions right now? Well oh, we
1: have since um since last August, I think I've yeah. seen more that more than ever before. Yep. Um, and I we did we did have one uh, this weekend that was like more that. concessions
0: this mm-hmm. weekend. And so seller concessions are happening where the sellers are contributing to the closing costs of the buyer. So that's important to note. There's really kind of two. If we're going to use those funds to buy down the interest rate, there's really two types of buy downs and I'll be very brief with this but the first is a temporary buy down where you're buying down the interest rate for a specific period of time typically uh, you know 2 years the first year it'll be a couple a couple of uh, points lower then the actual interest rate, then in year two, it'll be like one point lower, and then years three through 30, you're back to that actual interest rate. And so there is some savings there for the buyer. It also gives the buyer the ability to ease into their monthly payments. The interest they're not paying during those first couple of years is going to be covered by the seller through the seller concession. Mm-hmm. And so you got to make sure you get enough in seller concessions to cover all of it because the buyer cannot pay any portion of it.
1: What I found out I thought was um, reassuring to me that we weren't going to have another market crash is that they have to be approved at today's interest rate. Yes,
0: yes. What the actual 30-year interest rate is, not what the lower interest rate is for Mm -hmm. the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. Help try to avoid some of what we saw 15, 16 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other type of buy-down is a permanent buy-down where we're going to use funds to buy down that 30-year interest rate, not for a year or two, but for the life of the loan. And so we're seeing those permanent buy-downs as well. We've got just about a minute or two left here, Kim. I did want to touch on assumptions. You and I, before the show, were talking about assumptions a little bit. Um, What a great strategy for the right borrower. But you had a situation come up recently. Can you throw out a couple of red flags on an assumption? And then I'll kind of dive into what that assumption is.
1: Uh, The seller has to be aware that it's not going to be a quick close. That it does, we were told on this one, with this servicer, that it could take up to six months before they could close on the house.
0: So that was a little bit of eye-opening experience for me when you had told me that, is I didn't realize it could take up to six months. And an assumption, if you're not uh, familiar with that term, is where if you're selling a home, a buyer could theoretically come in, purchase your home, and take over the terms of your loan if it's FHA or VA. But... They need to get pre-qualified for that. That does not go through a regular lender like Mm -hmm. myself. It goes through the servicer of the loan. And to Kim's point, and it may even go through FHA or VA, actually, or they may need to approve it or it goes through the servicer specifically. So, So, but that process can take up to, you know, in 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 your case, six months maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So you want to keep that in mind. That's a long period of time right now, especially in, you know, the 21st century. Six months is like a (laughs) decade, right? Yes. So, great information today, Kim. It is great to have you back on the show. Thank you so much. Any last-minute thoughts for our audience?
1: Uh, Just remember that rents continue to go up. And when you purchase a home, you don't have that situation. So, it's really worth looking into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, seriously, consider purchasing a home if you're listening. Reach out to Kim Wormer with the W Real Estate Group at 720-560-9772. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600 every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And you can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com.